Hi, I'm Karen Osborne, and this is Living in the Sandwich Zone, a place where each week we talk all things parenting, caregiving, juggling life, and reclaiming joy. Welcome back to this week's episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. I'm Karen Osborne. This week is going to be a little bit different and a little unique because I'm going to share with you a voice memo recording that I recorded last Wednesday during a really difficult point in my week. I share this with you because I think it's important for all of us to remember that the challenging and hard times that we face during our caregiving journeys, they come and they go. And as I often like to say, my daughter says it's my catchphrase, this too shall pass. So I'll let you listen. It's raw, it's real, and it's where I was last Wednesday. So I am here sitting in my car. Being in my car is probably one of the only places in my life right now where I have time by myself. And it's it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning. It's 9.17. And it's already a long day. You know, when I have been in a state of hypervigilance for years now, trying to control everything that has to do with the well-being of my daughter, and my parents, and I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, and I I don't know today where to find the energy to gather myself and go on. And I guess that's the point. The point is I have such a clear recognition today about how little I am able to control in this whole scenario. I like to think that I control a lot. I like to think that without me, you know, managing and taking care of all these things that have to do with, you know, whether it's school or, you know, meals or whatever, or medical care. I'm supposed to be heading up to my parents in a matter of minutes to facilitate a telehealth appointment with a neurologist for my dad. And I think that's the big myth, right? I think that all this time I've been operating as if I control all these things and it's up to me to make them all go and run smoothly and the reality is I don't control squat I don't control anything except for what I do what I say how I respond and today I'm struggling. So I have 
taken this extra time in my car to let out some grief, to cry, to journal, um, because I know in my heart if I don't do something to let it out, to let some of it out, I'm just going to crack. It's hard. This whole thing is hard. With my dad, I see him slipping. I see him slipping into just resignation, and that's hard. All my life, I have put my dad on a pedestal. I have admired him, looked up to him, loved him with my whole heart. He's been a force in my life. As a cardiologist, it took him a lot to get to be a cardiologist. His work ethic, from my perspective, was unparalleled. As a kid growing up in Jamaica, he grew up in a really rural area where he did not have electricity in the house and running water. They had a pump in the backyard. And as a kid, he would have to take his books at night out to the street under the light of a street lamp to do his work. That's the kind of work ethic that he grew up with and I think has passed down to me and my siblings. He, as a doctor, took such good care of his patients. You know, I suppose it was probably pre-HIPAA, <laughs> but he would include us, his kids, in his patient care at times because he made house calls to patients long after making house calls was in fashion. I knew some of his patients by name. They would send us gifts. They would visit with us and share their life with us. I knew of the most significant case of mitral valve prolapse <laughs> and who that patient was. Even though I didn't know what mitral valve prolapse was until my dad explained it to me many moons later. The point being is that my dad was just such a force and an independent, hardworking doctor that it's really, really hard to see him now in a state of utter dependence, not able to do the things he wants to do, not able to move on his own power, some days not able to even bring the fork up to his lips to take a bite of food. And one thing that I'm grappling with is the anticipatory grief 
of losing him in my life. I feel like so much has already been lost. And it's hard because I spend a lot of time grieving the man he used to be. And what that does is is it takes me out of the present moment so that I'm not focusing on the time that I do have now with him, albeit not in a quality of life type that I would want for him. It's just, it's just so painful. It's so painful. And I see him suffering. I know I'm suffering. I see my mom suffering. Because none of us, none of us want him to live like this. And then it feels just so horrifically awful to think, God, it would just be better if he could just gently pass on (laughs) and not have to live this way. It just seems like such an awful thing to just even utter or think. (sighs) So what do I do when these surges and waves come over me? And this is where I think the value of the mindfulness training that I have immersed myself in the last several years comes in handy because one thing I do know is that there is impermanence to all of this and as utterly awful as I feel right now in this moment I know that it will eventually pass I come back to a lot of self-care practices when I feel like this because as I sat in my car before the tears could even come I did a bunch of triangle breathing and inhaling and holding and releasing slowly and it helps. I think it helped. I think it helped allow me to get to the point to even be able to put into words all the things that are on my heart. It's just this journey is so challenging. But I know I I know and I see myself changing and I have to believe that this pain is the portal to my transformation and I have to hold on to that. So I keep on keeping on and I hope any of you who are struggling and grappling with painful emotions and difficulty controlling things and feeling like you're doing everything you can and it's still not enough. Know that it will pass and trust that 
the pain that you're going through now will be the portal to your transformation. Thanks so much for making time in your day to listen to this episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. I hope that within this episode, you found something that you could relate to and a reminder that although the challenges of caregiving may be hard, those hard times never last forever. Take good care, and I'll be back next week with another episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. I'm Karen Osborne. Thanks for listening to this episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, and share it with a friend. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, one of the best ways you can support me is rating and reviewing the podcast there. You can follow me on Instagram at karen.e.osborne. That's O-S-B-O-R-N-E. Or if you want to become an insider, a club sandwich member, click the link in my bio and join my private Facebook group. Until next time, remember to add yourself to your caregiving list and take a moment today and do something that brings you joy.